It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip on Instagram. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 526 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday? I have no idea what day it is anymore. Tuesday, June 3rd. Let's guess that. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. Team-focused shows. All 30 NBA teams covered there for you. If you are a fan of a team not playing in the finals, which is 28 of them, Make sure you're checking out all the pre-draft coverage going on. We have our Locked On NBA mock draft uh, happening in the DMs right now, so that'll be recorded and posted on the Locked On NBA feed, I would think, within the next couple weeks here, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, subscribe, rate, review to all the shows you like on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. If you're in the market for a new podcast app, Himalaya is the one. It's got a lot of fun little features. You can curate your own podcast playlist. It'll suggest new podcasts for you based on your interests. You can follow creators and hosts. You can like, comment, all that good stuff on Himalaya. Make sure you check it out free at the App Store. Uh, All right, on today's show, we continue to talk about the Raptors' Game 1 loss, or Game 2 loss, sorry, to the Golden State Warriors on Sunday night. Josh Howe and I last night did a little breakdown of what happened in the game. And joining me now to talk about the Warriors a little bit, and probably Sneaky D's emo night, uh, you know her from the (laughs) Count the Dings Network, uh, at NitzBlove on Twitter. It's Nitz, how's it going? It's good. How are you, man? I am, How are you uh, feeling after that loss, actually? That's what I want to know. Honestly, not bad. I, I Yeah? Yeah. I, so here's the thing, and you, I think, have been experiencing this. Uh, Raptors fans are still just in, like, a haze of, like, just enjoying the moment and being there. <laughs> like. Yeah, I haven't heard any, like, nicer... Like, you guys have the nicest trash talk I've ever experienced. <laughs> and to be fair, the same way that I think, what, like, the Warriors... I was reading Blake's piece today, and obviously it always has, like, really good nuggets of stats, Mm -hmm. um, that the Warriors are, like, the leading free throw or whatever, and that's all by, like, 
Steph's, you know, ridiculous historic uh, free throw shooting kind of pushes them over that edge in mm-hmm. terms of averages. The averages of Canadian trash talk <laughs> is pushed over that average edge by Jerome Chang. If you guys don't know him, Black Dragon Roll is the nicest human being. And he texts me last night. He's like, nice win. Hopefully we could get one in Oakland. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this? Am I allowed to cuss on this pod? Yeah, I go nuts. <laughs> okay, I should have asked beforehand. I'm like, what is happening right now, bro? Like, you guys just lost a pretty dramatic, like, you could have stolen that. But, um, no, I I love that Raptors fans, for the most part, it seems like they've just been really happy to be part of the experience. And that's what I probably miss the most from watching all these finals runs is it feels you know, with the heaviness of expectations, it feels a little, like, chore-ish mm-hmm. to watch at times versus any other series that I'd watch where you have less of a, oh, my God, we got to win this, we got to win this attitude. It's just more fun, you know? Yeah, like, the Sixers and Bucks series definitely had that, where it was just, like, angst for two weeks at a time. And mm-hmm. when they pulled it out, like, just the release of winning that game six against Milwaukee and kind of thinking that, you know the pitch to Kawhi to stick around was done and like the finals result probably didn't have that much bearing on whether or not he was going to plan to stick around honestly I haven't thought about free agency in weeks now it's fantastic I just don't care I'm Good. just enjoying every second of it we're not in free agency yet yeah, we're in the it's... NBA finals so exactly. no point in thinking about it exactly and it's just been a lot of fun to enjoy so I'm sitting there watching that game last night and I find myself just like thinking huh the Raptors are playing in the finals right now it's June 3rd June 2nd and they're playing basketball that's pretty cool oh they, they've they've given up 18 straight points oh well it's the Warriors that happens um, so <laughs> it yeah. does I'm a little surprised that happened against the Raptors for mm-hmm. what it's worth I didn't see that kind of run happening against such a good defense but hey yeah that it was is what it is <laughs> that was kind of one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today because the Warriors, like, they have this, like, air of inevitability. I think anyone with, like, a brain who'd been paying attention for the last five years kind of knew the Warriors were going to come out with some sort of punch in game two. And I was honestly surprised it didn't come earlier. I thought the Raptors kind of withstood whatever push there was from, like, Clay Thompson in the first half pretty well. And until the last bit where there was kind of a swing... Like a norm three that missed could have put them up 14. Instead, there was like some weird foul stuff because Scott Foster, Tony Brothers, and Ed Malloy love to make people realize that what they're a, there. What a fire lineup for <laughs> Unbelievable. Jesus Christ. It's, and just like, to, not to cut you off there, but yeah. I just want to say both fan bases are so unhappy with the refereeing. Oh, yeah. It's not one that. way or another. It's They suck yeah. for everybody. Uh, that game, for sure. That game sucked to watch because of the fouls. There was no flow at all. Like... It, um, also because of, like, the one billion missed shots yeah. towards the end, but yeah, for sure. Well, we'll, well get to the weird defense at the end that I'm still <laughs> laughing at today, but uh, I oh, want to talk yeah. about, like, that Warriors run, where they go on the 18-0 run to start the quarter, and it, it just... I think that was sort of the first time Raptors fans had been exposed to that type of thing. I mean, regular season is one thing, but the Raptors typically play the Warriors pretty well in the regular season, so that mm-hmm. hasn't really even been a thing they've come across all that often aside from like Patrick Patterson teams and stuff like that so I guess my question to you it's not a thing that yeah. the Warriors had necessarily done that much this regular season right they right. were not you know they were not the force that we've come to know which rightfully so it was better for them to rest and lose and drop some of those games you know rather than going as hard as they can because they were pushing for this long offseason run and they knew that um, but I don't Sorry, I know that I already know that you're going to ask me what you do against those runs because you already told me. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, there's no element of surprise here. So <laughs> I cut him off, but I know the question. 
Um, I don't know. I, you know, you sent it to me and I was trying to think about it. I'm like, what have I heard in the past about what do you do when this kind of barrage of shots comes at you? And mm-hmm. they also completely hold you scoreless because they're choking you on defense. And there's, I couldn't come up with an answer. Like there really isn't something. And you said it, like the Warriors are inevitable. Um, and it sounds silly, but they do outside of the talent that they have. They also just have the mentality of I'm going to come out in the third quarter and I'm going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to push the ball up in transition. I'm going to cut to the basket. I'm going to run around and make you chase, you know, fucking Steph Curry runs for two miles of possession, essentially. <laughs> um, and they do that, and they execute really well when they want to. And this might sound a little odd, and I don't know how many Warriors analysts would agree with me, but maybe they do, is if the Warriors aren't down, that kind of run doesn't happen. Right. They perform best when they feel like their back's up against the wall. And, you know, Draymond said that plenty before. But you see it time and time again. When they're down like that, they come out gunning. And they're, you know, that's when they start playing is in that third quarter, essentially, because they know that they just need to beat you for one quarter to beat you for the game, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. ridiculous to say. So they're basically like the fancy wizards with better players. Whoa there. <laughs> Let's never put the Wizards in this current Warriors roster in the same sentence. Bro. But, um, you know, the, and I, I was, like, laughing about it to myself earlier, but it's also super true. Think of how you can't get so much done unless you feel like there's immense pressure on you. Or mm-hmm. if I have a ton of projects on my plate, or, you know, for you children still in college, you have a ton of finals or, you know, papers that you have to write. When it's a lot at once, you execute better, you're more on top of your time, you manage it, you know, you're you're just more, you're more focused. And mm-hmm. the Warriors, as silly as it sounds, are just that. Yeah, no. Like, I, they need that pressure to just go out and execute perfectly. Yeah, I think I even said that on, like, a radio hit earlier this week. They remind me of me, like, last night before a final, like, paper was due. And it's like, all right, I guess I have to, like, <laughs> do this now. And usually it was good enough to pass, I guess. Um, when you're watching them, can you sense that a run like that is coming? Like, is there like, was there a time in the game yesterday where you're like, oh yeah, the Warriors are going on a run here, or is that something that just kind of even you aren't really, you know, having watched the Warriors for five years now be this team, mm-hmm. like that you still are kind of taken aback by it. I think if you asked me maybe a year or two ago, I would have been very confident. Oh, I see this coming. Right. Um, and also versus, there's two factors here. Sorry, let me take a step back. A this is a different squad. You know, it, it's it's been a different squad essentially every year for the past five years, but this year being, like, the weakest. So I never have confidence, regardless of the fact that the core three are still the same with Katie not being on the floor. I still don't have the same confidence that I do in it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I extra don't have confidence that it's coming because it's against the Raptors. And that's what I think here is the most surprising aspect. If it was against the Blazers, I could kind of see it coming. Their Mm -hmm. defense is pretty shoddy. They can't really, you know, Steph was averaging like 37 in that series. Um, The Raptors' defense is really good, and they play Steph well. They defend Steph well. They defend, you know, all the guys well, really. So the fact that they could get off an 18-0 run like that was, I wouldn't, I don't see that happening again. That's how surprised I was to see it happen this one time. Yeah, it really seemed like the Raptors were just like, uh... They'd kind of settled into how they defended for six quarters, and then the Warriors were like, okay, backs against the wall, let's do our Warriors thing, and they were kind of unprepared for that. And I think they were 
very much unprepared to like make all the decisions that you're required to make when Steph is screening for dudes away from the ball and then like boogies you know picking yeah. up dudes from the post and yeah, I like I think they settled in and obviously they got really weird late with the box and one defense that people are still just perplexed by today. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that well, for a sec. What? Yeah, so I want to take it because <laughs> my my biggest take here is that you know it's super janky, obviously, as in Steph's words, yeah. janky defense, but it, it's not, um, I don't, I, like, my personal take is it's not the worst thing they could have done. It's absolutely flattering to Steph. Yeah. I think, you know, Andre has, is not, a, he's not a reliable three-point shooter. He'll make it in that moment, and he was wide, wide open, which is, you know, not the smartest thing that you could do in that type of a situation, but there were so many moments there, I think, there was a chance for Kawhi to steal one of those passes when they were converging in on Curry. There was just so many moments where I thought that it could work. Mm-hmm. So I'm not super mad at it, but it was fucking hilarious <laughs> to watch because it's so disrespectful to everyone else out on the court. Um, and obviously, if Clay is out there, then it doesn't happen. But man, Steph, uh, Steph said it himself. He was like, I'm flattered. <laughs> I did find it funny today, just like sort of reading through some of the post-game reaction stuff. It felt like the Raptors were almost being clowned for it, but like it was the Warriors who couldn't score on it for five damn minutes. Like that—that that yeah. seems almost more embarrassing than busting out the defense to begin with. And like I, I think you made the right point. If Clay's out there, they can't do that. Obviously, the the only reason they could do that is because there were four guys who they didn't deem to be great shooters on the floor. And it obviously worked. And when you have Fred Van Vliet as well, who's so good at just, like, getting into Steph and being annoying, I think it was kind of the perfect setup. And Nick Nurse has done this a lot this year, where he'll just, like, all right, we're going with a weird zone for five minutes, guys, and we'll uh, screw with him that way. Like, he just will throw strange stuff at the wall. I'm kind of excited to see, like, what other tricks he has up his sleeve because (laughs) I'm almost thinking back, like, to when he got hired, and I'm wondering if, like, in the interview with Masai, he's, like, busting all these bizarro defenses. He's like, yeah, when we get to the finals, buddy, we're busting this out, we're busting this out, and I I like it. Those, like, sticky things you used to play with as a kid? Sticky things. like, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know what they're called. But they're like really popular. <laughs> a lot of sticky things when you're a kid. We like the them. like the Velcro the Velcro balls. Is that it? No, no. Okay. They were literally like a gummy sticky hand. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the sticky wall. hands. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I was gonna be like, my analogy is getting real lost now. But um, <laughs> you know, us Israeli kids love those. And he's just tossing a bunch of shit at the wall, and then like yeah. deciding which which uh, defense to run with. But it works. Because, you know, it's confusing the offenses, obviously, which is, that's the whole point of your defense, is you're trying to disrupt their rhythm and their flow and what you've done against them before and the way that they, you know, are able to scheme against it, et cetera, et cetera. All that, like, you know, cliche bullshit, but it's true. The only issue is that it's the Warriors. Mm -hmm. And you have some of the most creative offensive guys on there that are veterans that have seen everything, obviously, outside of a box and one defense played against them. (laughs) Um, in the finals, so they can they can adjust to whatever you kind of throw at them. But it did it held them scoreless. Mm-hmm. That's not that's a feat, you know. You guys, you were you guys. <laughs> the Raptors were. I did it myself. Thank you. Back there. So I wouldn't totally. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm with you. I don't think that it was necessarily a bad call. Quick reminder, everybody, today's show is brought to you by Grip6 Belts, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Go to grip6.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E, for a special offer from Grip6. That's grip6.com slash lock. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Uh, Wait, when's Father's Day? Uh, I think the day of a game seven, if I'm not mistaken. So, because I got sorry, my Dad, mom, some good shit for Mother's Day, so <laughs> now, now the pressure is on. Yeah, um, I'm going. I think I'm planning on going to Game Three, so maybe you know I can score him a Finals at Oracle T-shirt, and he love me all the same. I have been trying to find, like, Raptors Finals merch all over the place. I was in Toronto over the weekend. I live, like, an hour west of Toronto, and there's nothing mm-hmm. here either. Um, like, there's nothing. It is gone. It's been bought up. And it's, like, they even there was – so in my hometown, there was a, uh, like, a, a bit of a supply of the Run the East Eastern Conference uh, Championship t-shirts, and they shipped them to mm-hmm. Toronto because the demand was so high. So I went there, and there was nothing there. It, it was insane. Um, Damn. Yeah, it's wild. It's again. That's the passion of the Raptors. I love that. I <laughs> I haven't seen that in a few years. Uh, you know, with my with my own fan base for a multitude of reasons, I would say. But um, I remember the first year that you know so many people are making comparisons between the first year that the Warriors went to the finals compared with first year that the Raptors went, and like the excitement behind it, whatever. I moved to America. I moved back to America, excuse me. I moved back to America, like, mm, a month before Mm -hmm. the finals or something like that, and I didn't know anyone, but I happened to be at a company retreat with our San Francisco office, and I have never seen people get that drunk and that wild (laughs) in a company place, and, like, you gotta understand the bar and the level for advertising and, like, the level of drunk that people get just on a regular basis. One of them, like... You know, Oakland, born and raised, got so drunk, he just ran around the streets of Austin and, like, eventually found his way back. We didn't know what happened to him for hours. Like, I'm talking astronomical levels, and it's it feels like that with Raptors fans, just the excitement around it and the, like, live and die by every game, by every possession. It's dope as fuck. Yeah, it's been really fun. I've been trying to soak up every sort of thing. Like, even... Like, I was just, like, walking around Toronto on, uh, like, Saturday and Sunday and just, like, like at the verge of tears, just, like, watching little kids play basketball in, like, their driveway with, like, Raptor shirts on. It was, uh, it's been really, really damn cool. All the records are coming in now from, like, TV ratings and stuff, too. It's, uh, everything, uh-huh. it's, it's just all Raptors. It's, it, as someone who has, like, spent a lot of time, uh, like, being an outpost in terms of like media coverage like oh yeah come listen to my Raptors podcast while like the radio stations and TV stations cover hockey it's it's been pretty cool to see like the whole thing kind of um just been taken over by the Raptors it's awesome um I love that Stephen I also commented on the hockey coverage and uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was until I visited Toronto in December to do the hangout on NBA TV Canada right and you know shout out Dwayne and I we went. It was the actually the Warriors were playing the Raptors that day at Oracle. This was the game, the second time we've seen the Raptors in the season. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I just said we. The second time the Warriors saw the Raptors <laughs> that season, and the Raptors completely killed them, just blew them out. And I'm sitting in Toronto. We're at a bar, and this is like you'd think it'd be a big game. 
because it's the final time you're going to see them in the regular season. And, you know, this is someone that you could see in June and inevitably did see in June. And we had to ask the TVs to play it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand the concept of having to ask a TV to play a game that was massive for your own home team. I was just so <laughs> mind-blowingly confused. Um, you know, thankfully they did play it. Shout out. Yeah. But it's same with Sneaky D's, actually, because you mentioned it. I had to ask them to play the basketball game. I'm like, what is happening? Well, it was Where emo is night at Sneaky D's, so that's understandable. You know, they... they that's they fine. Hire, they if you guys priorities. don't know about Sneaky D's, Google it, and then go on emo night, because we just... I had, like, <laughs> Green Day in the background while the Warriors are up on the screen. It's, you know, my heavenly place, basically. Um, and also the food and the drinks are really good. And the bartender was dope. Just go. Go to Sneaky D's. This is the... This is not brought to you by Sneaky D's. <laughs> But, but it should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, if the show wants to be sponsored by the King's Crown Nachos, I'm not going to complain. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't get their nachos. Did I fail on that? I told you Are to. Really I remember I DM'd you, get you, the King's Crown. You chose to ignore I know, my advice. Because I, I eat healthy like 99% of the time, and I Ugh. have to be in such a mood to not eat healthy but now next time i go to toronto i'm gonna make sure yeah it's it's worth grab those nachos it's worth deviating from uh i mean i never have to worry about that because i eat like uh like a monster but <laughs> i don't know if you know this though you're more like the norm than my food takes are not exactly popular online yeah we won't even get into that on the podcast yeah, I want people to stick around it. and keep listening uh <laughs> How do Warriors fans feel about the Raptors in general? Is there, like, fear of the Raptors? Is there just, like, I don't know, bewilderment at the the fact that it's just not the Cavs? Is there relief that it's not the Cavs? Is it the relief that it's not LeBron? Like, what's sort of the, the general tenor around Warriors fans just about the opponent? I mean, there's a lot in that answer. So, a couple of things. A, there's, you know, obviously with every fan base, there's a range of fan reaction. Um... I would say in terms of the LeBron and the Cavs question, it it's just nice to see a different opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, the Warriors have been to the finals now five years in a row, and four of those they face LeBron, and those weren't exactly strong Cavs teams, like, you, you know, minus 2016 maybe, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, it's just, it, it does get old. You know, LeBron is the greatest in the world, but it gets old, so it's nice and refreshing to see a team like this. Raptors absolutely rattle the Warriors, so it's significantly more of a challenge now this is where i can't speak for all warriors fans because there's warriors fans that are you know have uh i don't know how to say this politely maybe not been around as long and (laughs) there and i haven't been diehard all my life i've been pretty open about that but just like you know very let's let's say very very recent Mm -hmm. um and they're super arrogant they don't think anyone can beat them they don't that's just that's just who they are. They're you know the trolls online, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's some of us who have PTSD from bad teams, and not just that within the specific run. Well, I still have PTSD from 2016. Yeah, I go into every series assuming the Warriors are going to lose, which is why I can't be an unbiased source when it comes to them. I will never be confident about the Warriors' abilities, and it's very hard to take yourself out of that fan mindset. And be like, well realistically speaking and looking at the matchups and looking at how they played what do I think it's like no no no. they miss a couple of shots I'm like that's it we're done the series is over which is like not necessarily the healthiest way or the smartest way to look at it but I would say it's kind of it's both of that and we respect 
as a fan base, what I've seen is that we obviously respect the Raptors and whether or not you think that you could beat them falls into, are you super arrogant and you think that nobody could beat you despite, you know, the very obvious fact that Katie isn't in and Clay might not be in, even though he'll probably play. Looney said he'd play, but who knows? Like, you're very, you're starting to fall apart at the seams. And then, you know, the fan base, that's like, every every series can be lost. We've been here before. We've mm-hmm. seen it happen. You never know. Um, that's kind of where I fall. But you get, like, a, you get either extreme, basically. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, with that such was a, a thesis. Yeah, with a I'm very... Out of, I'm out of breath on that one. That's okay. No, that was a great answer. I, I with like the varied length of the fandom of the of the fans, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I can imagine like we believe era fans or like before even before that probably have more of that sort of built in like sense of nihilism about it all and are just kind of like appreciating as it's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so that that sounds like Raptors fans. Yeah, this is gonna sound super lame. Yeah, um, but I'm almost excited for them to they'll be worse next year. Yeah. Be it age, be it the fact that I'm feeling very positive that KD leaves, be it all of that, they'll be worse. Cap space being what it is, they can't necessarily add crucial pieces to make them better. And they gave up their depth a few years ago for KD, which you obviously do. Um, all that being said, I'm excited to watch the Warriors play basketball when there isn't the expectation of the finals, which mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous because you want to be in the finals every single year as a fan but being able to enjoy it I think is very like we believe era which um I don't it sounds it's so entitled to be like a lot of us miss enjoying (laughs) we still enjoy watching the Warriors it's such a dumb thing to say yeah but there's like a certain anxiety that goes away without these expectations attached to it if that makes sense look I'm someone who really really enjoyed the works of Jorge Garbajosa and uh, other various <laughs> Joey Grams of the world and Jamario Moons well, like, I'm no stranger to appreciating the subtle art of a bad team um, and my, um, my friend's basketball league is still named after Kwame Brown <laughs> so like <laughs> every year we have the like I'm not in the league because I don't play fantasy because whatever judge me um but they invited me to their team dinner and they hand out like Kwame Brown awards and there's <laughs> legit just like a huge picture of Kwame Brown and like whatever award you got that year and they tag Kwame in it every year and every year nobody like he doesn't see that shit on. and like I want to get <laughs> the goal is to get big enough within the media space and within you know just like the basketball industry in general I'm like guys one day I'm going to take this Kwame Brown shit and just show him how much you guys still love him. <laughs> and they like, it's so crazy. Anyways, it, yeah, so you get it. No, no. Is it like a Kwame Brown, like, is each award like a different, like, him in a different jersey as a bobblehead type thing? Like, so, like, Wizards Kwame Brown was, like, the young upstart in the, of the league, like, nah, the, the new nah, nah. the new performer or something like that? <laughs> no, it's all, it's all Warriors Kwame Brown. And they, um... The awards are literally just based off of whatever they could roast you for. But in my friend group's 
very aggressive. It's like whatever like my humor is, but like 10x, which is why I'm really glad they're not online because they would get booted off so quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's good jokes, yeah. man. Like it's fun, and when you have, I was a I was an adopted Knicks fan for half a second oh, when no. it was like THJ and Frankie. I know it's brutal, but um. I lived in New York, and those games went on at a normal time, and I couldn't <laughs> force myself to watch the Warriors until 1 a.m. every single day. So I watched the Knicks a lot mm-hmm. about two years ago, and it, there's something like fun behind rooting for a bad team. Yeah, it's I think stupid. But. No, I I totally get it. It's all part of just like the like Raptors fans wouldn't be as appreciative right now if it weren't for all of those like really dark years too with dudes who you still like can relate to like people still love pops mensa bonsu he played for like a 20 win team <laughs> like it's it's the thing it's Bro, and i totally get it running a bingo for uh random ass names mentioned <laughs> in this pod <laughs> you gotta hit them with one more because you got you had three already hit oh. them with one more just random as hell you haven't heard that name in a while this, this is not my first rodeo when it comes to old raptors uh <laughs> We could play the we could play that random Raptors game if you want. Uh, it's a game. No, I'd lo- I'd lose it so fast. <laughs> well, if we could do a Warriors rap or I guess a Knicks Raptors game if you wanted to, where I, I just pick a game. We won't play it because it's it, it's odious and long. But like, it is a game yeah. where we pull a game up from the past and you have to guess who played in the game. It's Ooh. we're no stranger to wallowing in the sad past here. Um, That's dope. You guys are an emo fan base. Hell yeah. Sneaky D's really helps us every Monday. Uh, That's true. <laughs> and uh, if you guys don't already read Blake Murphy on this, like, he does like a little song of the game. Yeah. At the end of his, what's it called? called? Like Wake and Blake? Is that a joke? I don't know. Um, <laughs> shout out Blake Murphy, but great, great writer. And he'll do like a song of the game. And it's always, it's always pretty spot on. So I get... I'm, I'm starting to get this Raptors fandom a lot more mm. <laughs> during this finals run. And I also understand, like, the sort of getting tired of expectation and stuff. Like, before the Raptors traded for Kawhi, which obviously sort of changed the calculus, and now I hope he stays forever and the Raptors are this good for a very, very long time um, <laughs> because it's new and wonderful and they're kind of shooting past expectations a little bit this year, which is what's made this finals so easy to watch. Are they shooting past expectations this year? I think, okay, I think losing in the conference finals would have been acceptable, and, like, I, I resigned really? myself to that. I, I mean, going into the series, most people had the Bucks winning. The Raptors had just played seven games against the Sixers, and the shot to close out the Sixers was just, like, such a wonderful singular moment that I think people would yeah, have been okay had they lost to the Bucks, obviously it's much better that they won. But now that they're in the finals, like this does feel like they reached the point that everyone wanted. And if they win, yeah, that would be amazing. But it, it does not quite feel like there's like the the heaviness hanging over it the way there was against, say, Philadelphia in the second round. Um, okay, but sure, like because you're yeah. you know you're expected if you're getting a year of Kawhi, yeah, you should at least. But that's my thing. As to me, it was like if we're trading a lot. But actually, not that much. If we're trading, yeah. I mean, no, obviously, no slight to Demar Derozan and, and uh, oh my god, I was gonna say Poodle. It's um, Jake Puddle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, no slight to them. You're getting Kawhi back, and you didn't have to give up Siakam or anything, which everyone's already talked about. You got Danny Green, etc. Whatever. We're not gonna get into that trade. But to me, it's like if you're trading for a one-year rental of those, you should at least make the finals. That should be the expectation. And I think it wasn't. Um, people didn't anticipate the East making a gun for it the mm-hmm. way that they were. Philadelphia making all those trades, the Bucks making the jump that they did. Yeah. I had the Bucks beating the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they, to me, 
met the expectations that they had and you're right now now are there any in the warriors era like how much expectation can you really have exactly yeah i would say this is their best chance though it's this year oh for sure yeah i mean next year if Kawhi comes back like they can't really do a whole lot they'll just be kind of running back the same team and i think hoping og gets better and hoping pascal takes another step and that'd be great And, and i'm very much here for that but before the deal i mean five years of the same thing over and over i was okay with running it back but i also like part of me was like yeah, I mean, a rebuild wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, would it? But then I think about, like, all the teams that are rebuilding, and it's like, oh, no, that that could be a hell that lasts a decade. And now that the mm-hmm. Raptors have Kawhi and are in the finals, it's like, okay, I think I'm cool with what this is. And I think beating the Sixers and Bucks kind of helped it, it all feel very good. Those were monster series, man. They were, like, Insane. just I mean, I really bears. Did not... yeah. yeah, what, the Raptors were down 0-2? going back home against the Bucks, which yeah. is just ridiculous to think that. I definitely had that series over. And I know that it's never over. You know, all that happened was that the home court team took advantage and secured home court, which yeah. is what you should expect to happen in a series. Um, but I didn't think the Raptors were better than the Bucks, So I was mm-hmm. like, they have home court and they're not better. But salute to that squad. That was, they've gotten better every single series, mm-hmm. it feels like. So... They they absolutely are like the team that um, I think we all expected back in whatever it was October. When does the season start? October? Yeah, so long ago. There I think go. October. Who knows? Uh. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> insane to say. It. We're closer to October. I know. Now we're what in June? It's like almost October again. It, playing into the How finals. Long around the corner. So it's a trip. Damn. Yeah, it's nice. It shortens the off season. Twenty twenty is coming. Oh, no. The year of bad hindsight puns. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because, um, as we could tell, I think about a lot of random shit. But um, 2020, and um, I hate puns. Yeah. So I'm, like, preparing myself. <laughs> We're, like, six months away. Anyways. What kind of puns? <laughs> I'm confused. What, what, what's so punny about 2020? I don't even like the word punny. Oh, okay. God. What's, okay. What do you mean, what's so punny about 2020? It's because when you have 2020, like, hindsight is 2020. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And people love to point out, people love to be like, oh, well, if they just did that, or, oh, Kawhi should have stolen that pass when they were converging on Curry, you know, and he had to pass it out to Livingston. Like, all those random things guaranteed the hindsight jokes will be at a maximum level i'm cringing already thinking about it so thank thank you you for putting that in my mind that i'm getting people on board with the i hadn't put two and two together i have the what i I hadn't put two and two together i have like lack of sleep finals brain right now and so it took me a second to get but now i'm uh, upset so thank you i appreciate it Uh. this is also what i love about this time of year is um you know how in college everyone like does finals and everyone's stressed together everyone's losing sleep together for the sake of just you know (laughs) absorbing every single bit that's the finals yeah (laughs) and like everyone's tired everyone is like oh are you traveling here are you traveling there what are you doing for the finals like it's crazy, and obviously, I'm super excited to be able to go on Wednesday and just see everyone. But it feels like college all over again, and it's just um, yeah, it's the best feeling. Outside of summer league, it's the closest you really get back to college. And the exact same amount of dominoes being ordered as well. So that's uh, that's a nice harking back to. Uh, so listen, here's my thing. Here's my thing about dominoes. No, I'm just kidding. I love dominoes. 
I didn't know that that was such a thing in Canada, though. Oh, yeah. But, um... You want to talk Blake? Crazy. things Blake likes. Uh. Well, I thought that was a, a Steve thing. Wow. Blake and Steve, I really hope the fact... I really hope you're enjoying the fact that you've gotten, like, five shout-outs during B- this both, both former guests of the show. They're they're fine. They, they yeah, it's all Perfect. part of the deal. They're part of... They're um, canon. <laughs> but it's really that Domino's tracker, you know? It yeah. pushes that shit right over the edge. It is interactive, unhealthy eating. It could not possibly be better. Uh, Nitz, this podcast was great. Thank you so much for joining me and taking the time out of, uh, I'm sure, a very busy schedule, because uh, we're all busy as hell at this time oh, of year. Oh, uh, what? You know me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm super busy. You're right. Thanks. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. No, no, no. This was really fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Yeah, um, it was and blessed. thanks for being a part of a really civil fan base. Yeah, it's, uh, so. <laughs> you'll never, ever hurt us after what happened in Game 6 against the Bucks. It's, everything's fine. We're, we're just a, a, I mean, I'm sure something horrible will happen. They'll lose, like, Game 7 at home to the Warriors or something horrible <sighs> like that, but... Uh, until then, it's all gravy at this point. It's all point. civil. <laughs> yeah, it's all cool. It's all civil until this is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Nitz, where can people check out your work? Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter at N-I-T-Z-B-L-U-V. Uh, you can also hear me on the Count the Dings Network. I'm on the Friday Mailbag every Friday, as the name might suggest. Um, also, you could hear me on The Athletic. And actually, all of their pods are free right now, and I wish that I could remember what the subscription for you or the like you could get 40 percent off if you subscribe right now and i can't remember what it is but just go to the athletics twitter and i'm sure it'll be up there mm-hmm. but you could hear me there on the daily ding occasionally and on basketball buds every other week um and just in general the athletic has the best lineup also funny fact mm-hmm. i'm sorry this is not an ad for the athletic no just putting it out there but um the athletic invested in starting two team soul podcasts it was just the raptors which i think is led by kareen and blake yep and a bunch of um warriors podcasts which is like everywhere from kamikami to thompson um to marcus thompson excuse me not clay thompson um just a bunch of really good ones there the two teams that they invested in creating podcasts in a while ago are now in the finals that's kind of athletic rig the nba finals <laughs> investigate yeah uh <laughs> investigate no no scott foster please is somewhere involved in that people. scheme please don't aggregate it <laughs> please uh Nitz, thank you joke. yeah thank you so much thank you for having uh for coming on the show and uh hopefully we can talk to you again before the finals wrap up uh everyone please uh subscribe rate review itunes Stitcher, spotify google play and himalaya as well thanks to hotels.com and grip six belts for sponsoring today's show and uh, that's going to do it. We'll be back again on Tuesday with everyone's favorite. Wait, Tuesday? Is it Monday? I said it was Tuesday earlier. It's actually Monday. Wait, Tomorrow is Tuesday. Wait, it's Monday right now? Yeah, I thought it was Tuesday. I'm an oh, idiot. Oh, you're right. It's yeah. for sure Monday. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so tomorrow cool. on Tuesday, I'll be joined by everyone's favorite Katie Heinel from Raptors Republic and the Feelings Newsletter. Read her basketball feelings. It's great. Uh, she's not on the podcast, but I oh, feel like plugging it anyway. Yeah. Uh, she'll be on the podcast tomorrow. We'll talk about finals feelings and all that good stuff. So... Stay tuned for that, and uh, we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.